Welcome to the Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity, walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. You ready? Y'all ready? Let's go, man. Declarations real fast. Just put them on the screen. We can run through them. We can read them together. Ready? Declaration number one. Ready? Read. I will keep my flesh under subjection by living a life of prayer. Number two. I will dethrone the spirit of pride by humbling myself in prayer. Number three. I will not allow the enemy to disrupt my prayer life. Number four. I will live under an open heaven as I remain in the posture of prayer. Number five, I will see the word over my life manifested the posture of prayer. Glory to God. Number six, I will unite with the corporate body in prayer when life has me overwhelmed. Number seven, I will order my life around prayer and not the other way around. Now, I want us to to begin by reminding us about the theme for this year. We haven't hit this in a little while, but I want to remind us about the theme for this year. We said that this year is our year for supernatural increase and expansion for greater kingdom influence. This is our year of supernatural expansion, supernatural increase for greater kingdom influence. So what that says is this is the year that we are not going to accept mediocrity in any area of our life. This is the year where status quo will no longer be acceptable for us. This is the year that if any promotion, letter, or possibility, or job opening passes our desk, we ain't going to let it pass. We're going to stop it. We're going to apply this year. We're going to go after this year. We are not settling for not enough or just enough this year. This is the year that we, uh, uh, it is uh, Isaiah somewhere, read the whole Isaiah, 66 books. Somewhere in Isaiah, he says, he says, lengthen thy cords. Yeah, it says, but strengthen your stakes. Enlarge your tent. Y'all know the prayer of Jabez that talks about enlarging our territory. This is that year. Now, prior to now, or in good church terminology, we would say heretofore. Heretofore, we were not ready for this kind of expansion because God never calls us to expand until our mind is in the right place. If your mind isn't in the right place, your expansion will be all about you. Everybody is not ready for supernatural increase. Because there are some of us who are so, in the words of your Grammy, so gravelicious that if, if increase comes to us, we're going to hoard it for ourselves. There are some of us whose mindset is, when God bless me, it is for me. God has taken us through a nine and a half year journey to get this church to realize that everything that comes to us is to come through us. Say it again. Everything that is to come to us is to come through us. Our expansion, our increase, our promotion, our abundance, and our anointing that comes to us has been designed to flow through us. 
We are not tanks, we are pipes. But say it again. We are not tanks, we are pipes. Tanks are designed to store. Pipes are designed to flow. Now, persons that cause themselves to be tanks are those who don't understand where your flow is coming from. And so there's a fear that says, I got to hold this because I don't know when the next one coming. Glory to God. But when you know where your supply comes from, you don't panic when it comes to you and flows through you because you know that there's an abundance of small God, that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is not running short. He is not short on supplying your need. There is an abundance that you are connected to, so you don't have to hoard nothing. You don't have to worry about getting blessed with $10,000 and then God says bless somebody with 9,800 of it. You don't have to panic about that because the one that gave you 10,000 10, also has 100,000. Also has a million. Has more than that. Stop there, you got the picture. So this is the year because of where we have matured to that God says that uh, we are going to increase and we're going to expand, but it is for kingdom influence. Now, let's talk about this kingdom influence part for two seconds. What this says is that when it comes to us, it must be of such that the kingdom of God is expanded. So what that says then, Siobhan, we have to scrutinize the blessings that come our way because every good thing is not a God thing. Because the idea is it must be for kingdom expansion. And there's some things that come into your life are not for the kingdom to be expanded. So every good thing that comes into your hand is not necessarily a God thing. And so we need to ask God, God, is this really for me? Has this been sent by you for me? Oh man, this is a rough one for someone to swallow, but there are some job opportunities that will come your way that will pay you more money, but it's not sent from God. There's a daughter right in this front row who called me one time. She called me. She says, she says, Bishop. I said, oh boy. She says, listen, a job opening came my way that's going to pay me more money. I could walk to work. I'll have this good position. I know the institution. I went to the institution. I say, girl, go, 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 because I know she loves me. I know she care about me, even though she don't plan her gifts. I know she loves me. But I, I didn't, oh, that's Vera. Yeah, I said, if she get this job with this extra money, this my soldier who love her pastor, that means I can get blessed. She can think about how she can bless me. And so I'm saying, girl, you better go out for this. God open this door. And then I preach the word, um, similar to this one, talking about how you got to know where God sends you and know that everything that comes your way ain't from God. The girl calls me and says, I turned down the job. I say, what? Because your pastor is still a human being and... and you know, I don't be saved, fully sanctified all the time. And that job was paying good, and the girl gifted, and where she was going, they is paying for your gift. So all the things she would have been doing, she would have been getting extra money. And if she didn't want the bonus, she could have get a bonus to me. So I'm saying, girl, how could you t turn this thing down? She said, I turn it down, because God says, no. And there are some good things that will become available to you where God reserves the right to say no. 
There's some doors that will open that God will say, do not go through. So in this season of supernatural increase and expansion, you got to keep your ears next to the mouth of God because if, if, if you miss him, you'll be pulling things and moving in directions where God is not ordained for you to go because ultimately it's for greater kingdom influence, not for your self-aggrandizement. How are we talking so far? All right, so that is the focus that God gave us for 2019. And not until preparing this word did I realize that God don't miss, God don't make mistakes because God gave me as the superintendent, that's what he gave me as pastor of life. Then as superintendent of highway, he gave me a theme for highway for this year. And the theme for highway for this year is by his spirit. Now, I, I, I admit, I told you before, I miss sometimes. I never read a sort of connection between what he said to highway and what he said to life. He said to life, this is the year for supernatural increase and expansion for greater kingdom influence. He says to highway, this year it's by his spirit. Slow bus. So he says, son, you got to understand that the increase and the expansion that's coming your way will only happen by the Spirit of God, not by your own workings. So this isn't about you being, one more time for Grammy's sake, gravelicious. This is about you being spirit-led. This is not about you being tingsy, but this is about you hearing the voice of God. And so with that, then he directed me to this text about by his spirit and understand how this works. Now, I, I, I preached this the Sunday morning of General Assembly, and I kind of pull these notes directly from that teaching, but I need life to get this because the text says it is not by what? Nor by but by his spirit. Uh, charisma, let's take a minute to understand might and power. Let's walk through this. He says, it's not by might. Say, not by might. What is might? Might, let me, let me read it from a notes because it sounds really intelligent. Uh, um, he says, might speaks of a collective force that results from a combined effort. So, might speaks of the amount that you have. It speaks of quantity with regard to power, with regard to money, with regard to health, with regard to resources. Might speaks of quantity. Um, and uh, let me read from here again because it sounded good, something like that. I should just read this. Uh, he says, when there is a perceived lack of might, we end up comparing ourselves and ultimately resorting to the idea that we can't do more because we don't have more. When you see yourself as not being mighty, you then usually compare yourself to somebody else that you deem to be mighty. And you look at them, then look at you and say, man, if I had what they had, I would be able to do more. And the reason I'm not doing more is because I don't have what they have. And persons that rely on might are typically people that love to make excuses. And their life is spent in a place of procrastination. 
They prolong what they could be doing because they keep on saying, it ain't time for me to do it yet because I don't have this and I don't have that. But the moment I get, listen boy, the moment I get, when you see my boat come, listen to me, I gone. When you see things turn for me, I can take off. Listen, I will start this business, but I just need these couple dollars. You've been waiting on these couple dollars now for 15 months. But when this couple dollars come, you even ain't got no business plan. You even ain't got no thought in place. You even ain't identify no location. You can start a Facebook page for free. Preach, Denzel. But your excuse is, I don't have the might. Uh, he says, there are too many of us that are using the excuse of what we don't have to justify what we have not done. We are using the excuse of what we do not have to justify what we have not done. And I'm here to let every one of you know that for what you've been called to do, you have it in you now. You have enough. This is not going to be done by might. This is going to be done by you gathering more resources. And when you have enough, then you can do more. Because when you have enough, you don't need faith no more. When you have the numbers, you don't need faith. If we had 2,000 members in Life Nassau, it would not be a faith move to start Life Andrus. You know faith for that. You have the resources. It's, it's, it's not faith for me to bless. Boy, you know what? I can make a major faith move. I can bless Sandra with $15. That's not a faith move. The faith move is when you have 2,000 and God demands the 2,000. Ah, it all amens there. And, and many of us are telling God, not now, because in our mind, we don't have enough. Put your hand on your chest, declare, I have enough. Say it again, say, I have enough. One more time, say, I have enough. Bro, listen to me. Listen to me, soldier. I could have been, I would have been, and I'm not regretting where I am, but as, as far as I am, I would have been a whole lot further if I understood 22 years ago that I have enough. There were so many things in my life that I postponed, that I put off, that I said, I'm too young, I need to enjoy life, I can't do this yet, I don't qualify yet, I, I only 18, and all this kind of crazy stuff, and had I had this word here, I would have been so much further right now. I'm declaring over everyone in this room, you ain't gonna be like me, you, I don't, you 23, you 25, you 45, it don't matter, you gonna move in it now. Shout again, I have enough. Glory to God. So he says it's not going to be done by might. Then he says it's not going to be done by power. Someone shout power. Power in this context, because I'm going to use power again down the road, all right? But power in this initial context, power speaks to ability. Say ability. Power speaks to your ability to do. Now, I can tell you that some of the most annoying people are people that have great ability. Because usually with great ability comes great pride. With great ability, don't tell your neighbor, look straight ahead, with great ability comes stink attitude.
Because persons with great ability believe that the show can't go without them. And they rest on their ability if, and thinking that their ability will excuse their bad attitude, will, ex, will excuse their bad everything. And so God said, let me stop right there because I was going to go a little deeper in that and that's going to hurt some people's feelings a little more. And in, in, in like I scared hurt your feelings, I just, my time running out. Uh, he says to let you know that you cannot get caught up on people's ability. He says this move is not going to be a power move. It's not going to be a gifting move. And so those of you that believe that your gifting and your ability is going to make you exempt, is going to set you up high and going to make you great and lofty, you're, mm-hmm, you are uh, better than that, Denzel. It's going to just come out. It's going to run off and it's going to run in a bad way. Uh, you need to get your act together. You need to understand that, boo, you ain't all that. You ain't that amazing. What you doing, there are people in this house who could do it better than you. You think you're so great, there are people right on that job who could do your job 10 times better than you do. And they actually value their employment, not like you. So he says, the gifting days are coming to an end. One more time. The gift, we, we, we established already, the might days are just but over. The days when the people with plenty are the ones who get the celebration. God says, I'm about to use the people who have no might, and they're going to be the one that I'm going to use to bring my great glory through. Now he says, I'm about to go to them folks now who seemingly, in the eyes of everybody else, have no gift. The ones who don't know how to hold a note and carry it to the door and bring it back. The ones who, who, who don't have the different skill sets that somebody else have, and according to you, you are underprivileged, you are under, um, under, under uh, tooled or equipped to do certain things, but God says, in this phase of the anointing and this time that we are in, I'm about to call forth people who do not have what everybody else likes. Persons who have disqualified themselves because in their mind, they're not gifted like that one or the other persons. I told you last week that the last person that I would have picked to be a preacher on television would have been me because I talk fast and I bring my words together quickly. And when I get excited, you don't understand a word that I say and then I laugh and you laughing too, but you don't know what in the world I laughing at because you ain't understand a word I just said. And so I would have never picked Denzel to be no pastor and to be preaching, but God says I ain't into your gift. Glory to God. I'm not into what everybody else think you have. I've put a treasure in that earthen vessel and I'm going to use that treasure to bring my glory out in the earth. Who am I talking to in here? Glory to God. So stop looking at your lack of gifting. So he says, it's not going to be done by the quantity of what you have. Neither will it be done by the quality of what you have. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's only going to be done by my spirit. This is a church that worships hard. This is a pastor that cracks a lot of jokes. We're dressed casually, and it's a nice, comfortable environment in here, but I need to let you know that we are a spirit church. 
And we're going to be talking about the Holy Ghost for the next several weeks, possibly months, and persons who want to hear a feel-good message, who want to hear something that ain't too hard, church, but something that's comfortable, this ain't the church for you, boo. This is the kind of church right now that in the middle of a teaching, in the middle of a joke, you can hear because we understand that we are in the season. And I'm saying season because season means from here on to the rest of your life. That was season made. This year, this thing can never unseason. So I only say in season because y'all like how that sound in church. But he says now we are growing up to the place now where if it ain't spirit, it ain't going to get done. If it's not spirit, it's not going to get done. So as we double back now to the theme about increase and expansion, he says to us that we're going to accomplish more, we're going to do more for the kingdom than ever before, but it's going to be done by his spirit, not by our ability. Let me pause here and put a plug here so you can understand this, that in this year, 2019, I can, this is a good praise point right here, um, through Glory 93.9, through Petals, through ASAP, through Teen Ministry, through, um, um, uh, what else we got going on? Through all the prison ministry, we have made an indelible mark on more lives for the kingdom's sake this year than in any other year in the history of this church. This theme is being fulfilled. And I can tell you, Honestly, we ain't doing nothing more this year than any other year besides we're relying on God more than ever before. We're praying more than we've ever prayed. We've been allowing the Spirit of God to move more than we've ever done before. And it's crazy that we're allowing the Spirit to direct us. And as a result, we are seeing more lasting impact on the lives of people in this year than we have ever seen before. The amount of persons that are being reached through Cable 12, through Glory 93.9, through ASAP and Montel Heights and other places, through Pedals. You know, do you realize that Pedals has grown not, not right under 100 girls that are in Pedals and it only been around for a month. They've only had but four meetings, right? I think I'm right, four or five meetings there about you. Hasn't been much more than that. And that, that amount of people, God is, uh, is releasing his spirit on these efforts and we're seeing greater kingdom influence. And he told me here in my notes to announce, y'all think y'all saw something in the first six months of this calendar year. He says, what was going to happen in the last six months? Okay, with that then, I got a few minutes left. Let's talk about then how this spirit move works by his spirit. And I want to set some foundation. I touched this on Tuesday night. I ran through it quickly, but I want to walk you through this now because I need you to get this. Um, so just focus in. Let's go there. Put Genesis chapter 1 on the screen for me, girlfriend. Um, Genesis 1, verse number, uh, let's go 1 and 2. And then we can jam from there. Genesis 1 and 2. Let's go. That's what it says. Uh, let's read it together. Ready? Read. In the beginning, go to verse 2. And void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, all right, and the Spirit of God did what? 
All right, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, in the, in the transliteration of this text, the, there can be a, a somewhat of an incomplete message that is relayed to us regarding the Spirit of God. Because in the King James, he says, the Spirit of God moved. Let me read this for you in the Amplified so you can really understand what's happening here. In the Amplified, it says this in verse 2. And you can leave the King James there. If, do you have Amplified over there? No? All right, leave the King James there. Listen to how it reads in the Amplified, verse 2. The earth was without form and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving. The Spirit of God was moving. Now that is critical because when the King James says the Spirit of God moved, you see a sweeping action. He moves and then he starts moving because that ED closes off the, moving, the movement. But the best understanding, stay with me now, is that the Spirit of God didn't just do a move and stop, but the Spirit of God was continuously moving. Are you getting this? Now, this is going somewhere. The fact then, Brent, that the Spirit of God is moving is critical because you need to understand that everything that then was created was created by the movements of the Spirit of God. It was the, it was God spoke, watch this, God the Father spoke the Word. When he spoke the Word, the Spirit caught the Word that was spoken and the Spirit caused it to manifest in the earth. Father spoke the Word. The Word then is what gave the Spirit authorization to get it done in the earth. Now, let's prove this with New Testament teaching. Your Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, where was God, and all that kind of good stuff, and then it says this, the Word became what? Okay, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, tells us then that the Word then has to be the Son of God which is Jesus then. So he became flesh and the word is the son. So we see then the father spoke and really what it was is a partnership between the father and the son because the son is the word. Son is the word. And then now you go to John 16 and in John 16, Jesus says, the spirit will only do what I instruct him to do. He says, I'm going to send you a comforter, and when he comes, he's going to do what I instruct. He ain't listening to nobody else but me. And it makes sense now that the Spirit will listen to him because he is the Word. Stay with this now. Stay with this. So then, he is the Word. Um, the, the Father speaks him the Word, and when the Spirit has him, the Spirit then has to move. And the spirit moves, and as the spirit moves, then creation takes place. So we see this moving of the spirit. One of the words of moving there is also the word hovering. 
So the spirit is moving and or hovering over the earth and getting things done. And it's almost as though, watch this, watch this, it's going to be so good, that the spirit almost forms a dome over the earth. Because it's hovering. Oh, man, it's so good. And so you see this spirit hovering over the earth, forming this dome. And the, uh, the reality is, Jeff, that it is the spirit of God that has dominion over the earth. Because it's, 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 it, it has control over the earth. And so the spirit is functioning with dominion. Because he is moving, he is hovering, he has control over the affairs of the earth. Are you with me? Can we walk for a little longer? Can we do a little more walking? All right, I can walk straight to the airport. So there, there is this, there is this, <laughs> there is this hovering, this moving, this dominion of the Spirit of God over the earth. The word is spoken, and here comes the one in dominion making things happen. The Spirit is in charge of the earth. Things are happening, things are happening, things are happening because the word is being spoken and the spirit gets it done. So the spirit has both authority by way of dominion and has power by way of what is getting done in the earth. Power is the ability to get things done. Hmm. So the spirit of God has both authority and power over the earth. Now something happens, Brent. Brent, I know you love this kind of stuff. Brent, like, talk to me, Rev. Here we go. Now watch what happens. The game changes on day six. The game changes because after day six, the spirit has dominion, dome, ruling over the earth. And then God does something on day six that kind of shifts the whole operation. He makes man. And then in verse 26, 27, 28, he says, I'm going to give man Dominion. So once he gives man dominion, the spirit that once had dominion now loses his dominion. Because God gave the dominion now to man. So the authority element that the spirit had, the spirit lost. So the spirit no longer has authority, but only the spirit has power. He didn't take the power from the spirit. He took the authority from the spirit. And he says, I'm going to take this authority from you, and I'm going to give this authority to man. Oh my goodness. And so now he got this thing, this dirt lying on the ground that he just spoke a word and says, this bunch of clay now has dominion. He says, you know what? This thing ain't going to get nothing done in the earth because it has authority, but it doesn't have any power. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street just off of Robinson Road. Our Sunday morning worship service begins at 9.30 a.m. and our Tuesday night Bible study begins at 6 p.m. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram hashtag LWC Bahamas. 
You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.